Oh. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome. It is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, fellas? Ah, good, man. Good. I'm, I'm excited. The fact we're now in the playoffs now. We can talk about playoff football, which is the first time in our history as the UK Dallas Cowboys TV since we started mm-hmm. all the way from season one. So it's nice and refreshing. We're still talking football at this stage with the Dallas Cowboys. And post-season football is always fun. The only trouble is, is going into the playoffs, choosing to my uh, draft uh, scouting. So <laughs> trying to juggle two things. But yeah, you are all right, Jamie? You are right, Greg? Yeah, man. It's, end, end of, it's pretty much end of week. We can get ready to put our feet up and watch the Cowboys kick some Niner ass on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> Do you know, it's mm. funny, if, if I was to pick one team to play in the wild card round, it would be the 49ers. So I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. <laughs> oh, well, it, it, it's a classic playoff. As as a classic mm. playoff. Well, what was I, mean, I, know, I know we could have ended up with the Eagles, but let's face it, the Eagles are cannon fodder. So we'll let the Buccaneers, <laughs> we'll let the Buccaneers take care of them. Yeah, yeah. The, the only after like we, we kind of mentioned on the the, the post game show against the Eagles, there was a whole debate about uh, we could match up with the Eagles. The only thing we could ever match up with the Eagles if it's the NFC Championship game, but I just do not see that happening at all. <laughs> nah, no, no, no way. Like, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but see if I was an Eagles season ticket holder and they turned out that level of performance, <laughs> at, you know, in a game that I had paid to go and watch, I'd be pretty riled up. If I was, Absolutely. I mean, I get, I get the whole wild card thing and resting players and so on, but you want to make an impression, and they certainly didn't. Did, did, yeah, did you don't, you, you don't want to be going um, into post season with that hanging over you. Sorry, Jake. Yeah, well, carry on. Yeah. Say, did, did anybody see the the video that the Cowboys posted? Like, you know, the the noise from the sidelines and the players were just taking the piss, and there was like a, t- a, a city that's got. Um, a hero that's a fictional human, and then yeah. like, did, 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 did <laughs> oh, yeah. tell the Eagles fans that they were playing today because it's quiet in here. <laughs> yeah, I have. I, I met an Eagles fan once at London, and uh, he, he was from America. And I said the same thing. So he, he was like, "How do you feel about uh, America's team um, no longer being America's team?" I said, "Well, two things. I was like, one, I'm not American, and two, I'm not listening to a guy from a city who's got a fictional statue as their main, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as their, their... <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, so, and not just that, we're not, no, no, we're no longer. You're right, we're actually no longer America's team. We are the world's team. Correct, Amondo. Yes. So, a, a business idea we pitched <laughs> to Stephen Jones on this show once. Yes, we did. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, by the way, um, I know you were just I know you're just about to go into the news and updates and stuff like that, yeah. but if there's one thing I'm now really interested in is that Jacksonville game for next year. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And just it, so you know uh, go on, carry on, keep going. I love this talk. I love this talk. Are you talking still talking about me? Yeah, that's why I pointed at you. Oh, all right, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> when I point at you, talk. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um, so, because it seems like it is all starting to kind of sound. I still don't want to get my hopes up. 
because oh, normally the international games are the first ones before the actual schedule release happens. Yeah. It's the ones that gets announced what games are coming to London. And obviously, like through my good friend Dave Hellman, who works at TechDallasCowboys.com, um, who had a nice couple of beverages the night before the Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. did say that it's like, I don't want to get your hopes up, but I think we will be coming back to London next year. Hey, and- I'm taking that as kosher. Lock that in. Yeah, and and when Dave says something like that, that's when you yeah. know it's like okay, like it's on notice because he wouldn't tell me that if that was the case. So yeah, it's because he's coming over for the Super Bowl party. That's what it is. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. that as well. <laughs> worried about getting drunk under the table, uh, getting a getting us lot to drink him under the table again. Again. Again, yeah. Uh, but yes, guys, um, before we ramble on too much, it is, of course, the playoff series wildcard weekend coming up. Cowboys are in it against the 49ers. This is obviously the playoff edition, uh, season three, episode 37, 167 in total. Um, so, yeah, give your thoughts, give your opinions, get involved, uh, like, share, comment, all the rest of it. If you agree, say. If you disagree, definitely say. We love a disagreement around here. Um, most of us get in the mood with each other, in fact, because of that. But disagreements are good. It gives it, it gives both. I love a disagreement. I love a disagreement. Um, but yes, we'll get into this. Should we start with the news and updates then, guys? Let's go. All right, it's rock and roll time, fellas. Let me just find where I'm supposed to be. There we are. Sorry about that. You gotta love a couple of hiccups during the show. <laughs> I know it, it's like the 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 five minutes before we start. It's always just like a crazy uh, free for all. It's like uh, really like are. remember the game British Bulldog? Ever remember that game? Oh, they yeah, just yeah. used to play British Bulldog, broken arms, necks. That's what it's like before a show. They think when we come on, it's all like duck a duck on a pond. Last last week I dropped the fantasy segment when talking about special teams. That hey, why not? Well. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah. oh, I've got a wee comment here from one of my former teammates, and he's a 49ers fan here. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, my my, my, friend, <laughs> my friend Gary, like one of my former teammates. Oh, son, it's gonna yeah, you're right. Um, it's gonna be some match, and yeah. Looking forward to it, dude. Thanks for, thanks for swearing by to the show. But it, just uh, like you say, playoff classic. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a classic. Class. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get into the news and updates. So first of all, straight off the bat, good news. Since we're facing Kittle, uh, J. Ron Curse is live and active. He is off COVID. He is in practice. All yep. systems go. That's good news. Tyrone Smith, same situation. Micah Parsons, same situation. Tony Pollard. Same situation. He's back in. Francis Bernard as well. So linebacker depth, quite important, especially in this game as we'll get into on the defense. He's off. Uh, he's back in. Trayvon Diggs, who missed week 18 due to illness, he's back in. Nation Wright is the only one who hasn't practiced so far this week, but that's due to personal reasons, um, which we haven't got an answer about. And to be honest, I think it's safe to leave it there. The only guys limited, Sean McEwen, uh, Israel Mukwamu, and Keanu Neal all limited. There was a sign-in as well, which was Kai Forbath. I know you guys covered it earlier on in the week. Um, for good reason. I know all of us 
get a pulse check whenever we see Greg Zerline go uh, <laughs> up to the plate. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we see him go up, it's like, <gasps> everyone holds their breath. Um, in other news, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, is Callum Moore and Dan Quinn getting um, interview interest. I'll come back and we'll circle back that back to that in a moment, only because in big capital letters, which takes up half my page, I put Will McClay. Yep, and I was just about to post yes. up the coordinate there from DJ Dog. He was in yeah. it straight off the bat. Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> he has been retained. Uh, he's signed. Um, obviously, it's going to be financial as well as title and all the rest of it. Who knows what's <clears throat> gone on there? We No doubt we'll get some more information as it comes through. But I think you guys, he's been with the Cowboys for <laughs> quite a long time, stretching nearly two decades in a capacity. Uh, but he's really taken on the role as the guy who controls the draft because he is the main guy since 2014. And I don't know about you guys, but slightly before that, but certainly since Will McClay took over and beyond, the Cowboys drafting has just been... It's been surge. It's like a scalpel. They they knife through it. Like we 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 get confused and go, why have they taken? Why are they taking that guy there? Why did they take Zach Martin? Why did they take Travis Frederick there? And we're all confused. Even people didn't think about Micah Parsons. And look what's happened. Well, don't get me wrong. Like Will McClay has been fantastic, but there has been don't get me wrong. Like I would say the twenty seventeen draft was not necessarily one of our best years. What kept came to that? Well, that was the whole tackle Charlton year. But again, and, and this kind of goes back to my point, it's like the draft is a lottery. It yeah. really is. And it's, it's just trying to take educated guesses, basically. And uh, oh, we've, actually, we've actually got some more news coming in from DJ Dog, actually. Nashawn Wright is now a proud papa to a new baby. Congratulations. That will be the personal reasons he was away then. Ah. <laughs> there we go. That makes a lot of sense why people weren't saying anything. And I asked the question, it was like, don't know. Mm. I was like, right. <laughs> going, back to, going back to the old Will McClay thing. It's, it's, yes. I've, I've been, um, been banging on the drum a while. It's about time that he actually officially got the GM. Um, he may as well. He may as well, Jay. I agree with you, mate. It's, Go on, carry on. Sorry. I'm saying it's not, that's not against. Jay or anything like that, but it's just no, no. The the, the guy's proving his weight. He's weight in gold, and he and he, like you say, mm-hmm. like possibly the, the twenty seventeen draft wasn't the best. But look, look, look back through history and some of the greatest GMs to put to be in this league, and no one's hit it every single year. No, um, oh, he smashes it out the park. No, that's just he seems such a cool guy as well. Very level headed. Very. Do you know what I mean like the, the the kind of person you want to be running the kind of the, the roster recruitment? Um, yeah, he's, he's, effect, he's effectively a GM in all but name. Yeah, he really, isn't he? Pretty much. Um, um, yeah. Well, besides the uh, the CD Lampack, I find that kind of went out the window. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, every everybody everybody is an off year, and everybody struggles with it. I mean, like you say all the time, Paul, it's it's a lottery, and you really don't know what you're going to get. I would say there's. There's maybe a couple of teams that draft better than the Cowboys, but not not a great deal of teams. Like I, yeah. I would, I don't know about you guys, but I would put the Patriots as the top drafters. They really know uh, their stuff. 
Um, I would say I would say they're more better with free agents and yeah, trades pro they're pro than, scouting department. Yeah, because when it comes to drafting, like, like when it comes to the Patriots in the draft, I feel like they just draft a player like like if you look at Keanu, is it no no Keanu and uh, uh, Harry. It's mm. not really done much. They had um, a couple of other first like Sonny Michelle's no longer there no more. Yeah. Um, like Matt Jones has been great for the Patriots, don't get me wrong. But but when you really look at what the Patriots have done more effectively, it's been basically players that are no longer required from other teams. For example, uh, who's the defensive tackle from the Browns? The big um, Sam- uh, Lion, yeah, Shelton. Like, he came over and actually fitted in the whole Bill Belichick situation. There was the whole, like, some players from the Dolphins that never got opportunities. Mm-hmm. They went to the Patriots, managed to win a Super Bowl. It's... In terms, of that t- in terms of that type of recruitment, they're fantastic. The, the, the they're just, just for the fact that they've always traded, they've always drafted so low down in the first round, and it, it's it is, always, yeah. it always makes up. You say when you get to that 25, 20, 25 below, it's essentially a second round picking it. So you might as well trade back, get a bit of value, or get an extra pick or so. Because a couple of guys that you're gonna have in that field of 25 and below is going to be there at maybe the, the top yeah. end. Like, if you want to talk about a team that certainly in most recent draft history, in the last mm. couple of years, that is drafted better than Cowboys is the Colts. Mm. I, I would say them and actually even, you could even put the Bengals up there right now. Mm, yeah, okay. They, they, they what sh- about the Rams? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, I would not put the Rams. They've been taken away. Been... Been... I, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Graham, but do you know feel as though that the Rams have been throwing away their draft picks for trades? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's quite funny. Could it? I I remember somebody telling me before. When was the when last time we ever we... had a first round draft pick? Does anyone I remember? Know. I've heard that the Rams are going to take the phone off the hook for the next draft. They're not even going to bother. (laughs) On the the Scouting Academy, they put jokes on it. It was like, can you imagine being a scout for the the Rams? It must be the easiest job in the world because you don't have to scout anyone. (laughs) You just just think (laughs) think of players to trade for and that's it. And you look, the the, the Rams, their very first draft pick they had last year, they took two to Atwell. What did he do? Didn't even make a field. Was it, um, was they took a wide time? receiver when they had Cooper Cup. What was the last time they had a first round pick before we all met? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, when um, when the Rams had a first round draft pick, certain sweep was still on the TV. Yeah. Caught, Kurt Warner was still QB, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, we're, we're going downhill from here, boys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but um, sorry, but going back to Lisa Will McClay, like, yes, from an overall perspective, he's been absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't remember if there was a document, you know, that the Cowboys media to do the whole segments before off season stuff. Like that you see Will McClay having his guys going out to all these different colleges and schools, and even just taking in tabs of high schools of players that may be upcoming going to whatever college they might go to. They're just, they're always keeping, like, he's, he's so thinking about the next five years onwards, like, every single year. It's like, mm. thinking about players that would fit in the mould for, he's always constantly thinking ahead. So, and I think that is a great way of thinking about it. So, but but you're right, I think, in terms of, like, so, as a, like, even though he's not, and this kind of goes back to DJ Dog's comment here. He's like, yeah, it really is the general manager, but without the title. And he has yeah, been with the Jewish true. family for like 
yeah, so, but I, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> oh, come on, I'm trying to make my mate, mate, mate point of finding the right words here. Uh, oh, fuck it, I've just pure, had a pure brain fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've lost your train. I love yeah, it. I love I've it when it. people I've lose their it. train. I, I mean, you know the, the, at, you know yeah, no, no, no. And like, in, in terms of, so you've got the scouting department, you've got then the front office, and the intermediary between the two is Will McClay. And the say in what he has in there is undoubtedly had an influence in, in the picks that they've had. So that well, that is certainly a thing to take away from it. But like I think well, I don't know if you guys might remember, but see mind when the whole scenario when we were drafting Dak back in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Like, and there was the whole scenario in the war room with the whole Paxton Lynch situation and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't recall Will McClay wasn't really too thrilled about the whole idea of that. Mm-mm. Like, because like, cause it was more of a private it's conversation Jerry, between... What's that? It was more Jerry, I think, that wanted... It was, it was, I think it was more Jerry, yeah, that really wanted them. And, and I think... And, I don't know what the actual scenario is, but I think Will McClay had the more impact of saying, no, get Dak, he'd be a more perfect mould, he'd be one of these guys can learn under Tony. Like, mm. there's no... And he understood who he was, because he was a good quarterback in Mississippi. He only dropped down Dak because of the DUI. That's it. It would have been a second round. Probably. Minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, de- anyway. He definitely wasn't a day three quarterback. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No. Um, when you think of the type of quarterbacks you get in day three, do you know what I mean? Um, but coming back to on our news and update segment, talked about Kellen and Quinn. So I thought I'd ask you guys this question. That <laughs> if you had to prioritize one of those two coaches to come back, because I think one of them is going to go, it possibly both. But I think they're going to try and retain one. If you had to. Who would be the the coach you retain Dan Quinn. as Dan a priority? Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, and it's not close. It, it's it's it's, 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 it's it's not even it's it's not even a competition. It's like David and Goliath, pretty much. You want to keep yeah. Goliath? Yeah. Blogging the boys asked the same question on Twitter okay. today, and it was a landslide for Quinn. You just had to look at the comments. <laughs> Quinn, 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 DQ, DQ, DQ. Yeah. Yeah. So is that? down to the fact of how Dan Quinn has elevated the defence or that some people find Kellen Moore's sequencing sometimes (laughs) in the game, his play calling sequencing. Uh, Because I don't think his play calling's bad, but sometimes the sequence he goes down can be a little confusing. So do you think sometimes that's an issue with people with Kellen? And that's why they've gone Dan Quinn? With Dan Quinn, you just have to realise where the defence was last year. We yeah. brought in so many rookies and he's managed to gel it all together and turn us into a, a, an above-average defence now and it's made mm-hmm. such a difference. Whereas so the Cowboys' offence has always been good and it, it, I, don't see, I don't see much elevation from the Cowboys' offence year on year, but our defence is miles better than last year. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I see it the other night. They're, they're both coming back for me. I can't see see them see them going. I think I think they're taking. I the think Kellen might. I, I... But do you know? The, the, I think the one thing I love it, it just goes to show the kind of guy that Dan Quinn is because he. I think there was reports out this week one that he's he's actually prepared 
Kellen Moore for his interview with the Jags and sat down and had a four-hour prepping session with him. It just shows mm. the guy. Those are the kind of people yeah. you want around around the building, around your players. Well, Jay, this is unconfirmed, but I've heard that the Jags have offered Moore the first pick in the draft for the next four years. So I don't know if that has anything to do, <laughs> to do with quarterback. Here's the thing. Like, So here's the thing about Jacksonville, right? Like, if I was a, like, this is probably just me, right? But if I was a, a coach, right, a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, and I was offered a head coaching role, knowing mm-hmm. the history of the turnaround mm-hmm. per year of coaches and staff and whatever, I'd be quite intimidated of even considering going there. Like, I think, I think I, to top on that, that as well, Paul, is the, the dramatic fall that they've had that they were so close they, to getting into the Super Bowl. They were that close to getting to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And, and I've not, I've not, I can't remember ever seeing a, a time where a team has just completely capitulated and pretty much just, just cleared the house so quick after almost getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, look, I mean yeah. see when, when they compare... had Gus, Gus Bradley as head coach, yeah. they almost made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's right. See when you compare the teams picking in the top 10 to co- head coaches that have lost their job, it's not all that different to last year. So yeah, well, if, if you're say... becoming the head coach of a team, you're taking over a team that's toiling or in trouble or has cap issues or is a serial top five picker. So, you know, unless you're walking into somebody that's a head coach that's retired from a great team, you've got to consider that it's not a great project you're taking over. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, like um, Jets, Jags, you would have put the Browns in that same conversation, but they've now got a good, decent team running about them. Like, even though they've not had the best this season, but they've, they've got the players to do that. Mm. Now, like, I don't know if they'll maybe at, but I don't know how the draft order's working this year. I don't know if they are going to be a top ten pick this year, uh, next year. I don't but think no, I think they've climbed no, out. Of it. Yeah, so, but, but if you were to say that five years ago, before uh, Miles Garrett, then yes, they would be in that same scenario, always in the top top five draft picks. The Titans are at one point like that as well, but they've completely transformed Remember as well. Mind they had their poor slumps. They were pretty much always in the top 10 picks every year. Um, so, but but they've completely transformed. So it can be done, but it just, it really depends on the owners of those franchises. Mm-hmm. If they have the patience to stick by those coaches, that's the problem with these franchises. Like, it's like, Oh, you're doing so terrible. You're four and twelve, but 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 the the, the biggest problem that I thought was the whole, and th- this is a prime example, is the whole Miami Dolphins situation with Brian Flores. That baffles me. Mm. For even though it's been up and down, but Bra- um, Flores was actually really starting to get into the rhythm and build that it's, the team. He was really building that team at the end, of, like eight wins in a row. Yeah. And almost, and almost, we're still in the hunt for the playoffs. I mean, it's the owners. Uh, it is. Owners, it really is, Graham. The owners, the owners think they have a God-given right. The owners think their team has a God-given right to the playoffs. And unfortunately, there's only there's only fourteen places in the playoffs. So somebody's got to fall out. Somebody has to lose. And basically, the owners are saying, "Well, it's not going to be my team." But you can't, you can't, they can't all make the playoffs, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I go back to the, the Jalen Ramsey situation in, in Jacksonville. 
yeah, he basically per- considered example. himself. He was he was a large a large fish in a small pond, and he thought, Do you know what? I'm never going to play in the playoffs. I want out of here. Yeah, don't forget <laughs> Jamal Adams. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Adams is exactly the same. As yep. soon as as soon as the team in the top five and the top five finds a bit of talent that isn't matched with talent around them, they want out because it's a short career and they want to go and win things. And they're not yeah, going to do it in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's it. Like it's like if the team's not evolving along with them. What's the point of staying? And I can I completely get that from a player's perspective because everyone thinks, oh, they just want to move to a different team just to win a Super Bowl. Of course, they want to win a Super Bowl. That's the whole point. You want to be a professional football player. Don't get me wrong; there'll probably be more money involved in that as well. But they've proved that as pretty much as the star player of that franchise at the time. So you're going to have to pay the big money for those players. But you, you saw that what he's done with Seattle. He's, he's still the same player. He's still an impact player. For Seattle, obviously they didn't make the playoffs this year, but they, um, but still, he's got like like I said, Jamal Adams and like said Ramsey, they have a much more better chance of actually achieving and winning the Super Bowl now. But because they've moved on, Odell Beckham, prime example. But to Jay's point, does Kellen Moore really want to step in there and take that over? I'm not so sure. He might like some. the challenge. You never know. But he might. He might. He might but I think uh, with with Jerry and that. And here's the thing with coaches: it's like there's no salary cap on coaches. I believe is exactly. that is that. So you can pay your yeah. co- your defensive lineman coach or your uh, assistant coaches at a really high price. It's oh like, yeah. Just to say that. Well, I think you're doing a great job here. I don't want you to go there. It's like we'll match what you're doing, but at a more keep it at the current role that you're doing to, to so be you're fair, more comfortable. It's, it's, so to be fair, it's probably it's probably it's probably the right move if he's going to step into a coaching role because he's going to be able to stamp his authority or say he's going to build some more the team the way he wants your first head coaching job that's probably the way you want to do it but then you look at what's happening in Houston I know <laughs> they just sat there coach not even a, a year not, yeah. he, he wasn't even there a year and they decimated that team. So it, it's mm. it's one of them, it's six or one and a half and does on the other. But I, I still think they'll both be back. I, I can't see them going. Definitely Dan Quinn. And I think I think Callum Moore will take the interview just for the experience of, of it. Um but I I can't I, I, I can see him being in Dallas at least one more year. I still I still go back to the point there are only there are only thirty two head coaching jobs in the world, and right now eight of them are available. Mm-hmm. So when are you going to get another chance? Here's the thing. I don't think it's going to be an NFL team if Kellamore does go to. I think it will be a, co- a head coaching role in college, if I'm being perfectly honest. See, I would see mm-hmm. that as a step back. It may be a step back, but I think it will be something there he wants to kind of... I don't know. It, it, it could be, but... The money you can make in, as a head coach in college is crazy money. Oh, yeah. Because they just keep they just keep yeah. throwing money and throwing yeah. money. Lincoln Riley, prime example. Yeah, Nick Saban. That's crazy know. money. It's crazy. You can get crazy money. He, he, yeah. turned, he turned Boise down. He got offered the Boise job, and that was his mm. alma mater. And yeah, so that's his home. Gonna take yeah. a, and this is like it's going to take someone like a, a Texas or a USC or a Bama to probably yeah. prime from the NFL. Yeah, maybe. And they're not yeah, coming yeah. Time, so. one, one of the richer. College yeah. teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio, Ohio State, yeah. you know. And, and none of them jobs are going to be coming up anytime soon. No. All right, then. Should we get to the Cowboys offense versus the 49ers defense, guys? Because that Let's, neatly wraps up 
um, the news and update side. So let's get into it. Cool. All right, then, guys. So a lot of people are talking about our running backs. What you've got to realize with this game is it's going to be very much a mirror image, I feel, of the Bucks game that we played in week one. Because this 49ers D-line, people are saying Zeke, Tony Pollard. And I know last season, don't forget, you know, Tony Pollard went uh, off like an animal in that game. If you remember, he had over 100 yards, two touchdowns. That's an insane run he had uh, down the side, uh, cut back in the middle, <laughs> sent uh, 49ers defenders all in the wrong direction. But here's the problem. The 49ers defense is allowing 4.0 yards per rush attempt, which is seventh best in the NFL. And in the last three games, they've allowed 3.1 yards, which is a league best. You cannot run on these guys. The mm. D-line, when you think, when you look at that D-line, I mean, it, it's crazy, right? Especially, especially um, on the edge. Especially oh, on the edge. The middle isn't that bad either, especially when you think, you know, they got uh, Greenlaw and Fred Warner who can come down and play and fill in yeah. the gaps as well. But you like you know, yeah, they got Armstead, um, Jones and uh Ibukum, who are just like and you know, Bosa on the other side. And we'll come back yeah. to him in a moment. Definitely- that is a crazy, crazy defensive line that can hold up against the run. It's definitely a respectful defense that we are we should not take lightly. They've got some really yeah. good players, and yeah, I totally agree, Mike. It's yeah. If, if we are going to really make an impact with a run game, we need to really stamp our authority on them. And it's not so much more on the running backs. And this is kind of go back to my point. It's more so on their O line. They really need the O line is going to be important. They really need to make the blocks. They really yeah. need to open the gaps, like and and a lot of the talking point from last uh, from Tuesday's show um, was about like so Zeke, where like well, even though he, he's gained over a thousand yards, you could argue it's a seventeen game season, whatever, blah blah blah. But the style is though, he has still performed, but. Could you imagine if our O line was at that pinnacle point that like we had in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen? We would be having well, a completely different conversation here. I'm gonna jump in with a start of my own from NFL.com. Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott has five games with fewer than ten carries since joining the Cowboys in twenty sixteen. Four of those five have occurred since week eleven. Jeez. They, they have moved off the run. It is crazy. Sorry, can, can, I, just bring that, can I just bring this comment up? Yeah, uh, I've so, seen it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so thanks, Christopher. Thank you for the comments. Um, it's America's team, the U teams too. Also, correction, I will not correct you. It's not just America's team. It is the world's team, my friend. So welcome. <laughs> welcome to the UK Dallas Cowboys TV. Welcome. And the world's team. The world's team. The... I, I agree partially with 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 the comment about the run, but how many teams have the Niners faced that have had an abundance of wide receivers that we've got? And we touched on it Tuesday, and yeah, mm. it, a, a lot of it got opened up for for Cedric Wilson. But so we've we've seen that it can it can definitely caught being 
a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Now you put those three on the you put you put him, Coop, and CD Lamb on the field together. That, that they can't they can't take those three out of the game and Zeke out of the game. So someone's got to give. Well, you're, you're talking about the run, uh, which is where I was going to on this. Is I feel they need to do a little bit what they did against the Bucks. Is people are going, ah, oh, they did they moved away from the run and they they still needed to run, like some of what they were doing. If you try and run against the 49ers, you're playing into their hands. You're doing exactly what they want you to do. Yeah. I would ha- I would have Zeke literally 15 p- rush attempts, somewhere around that mark in the team. Not even that, mate. Not even that. Had, I would have Zeke in, in pretty much nearly every snap as a pass protector. Is going to be the next thing, which is, we'll come to that well, in a moment. With... Part of, if, if there's one thing you, you can say about Zeke, he is, without a doubt, the best pass protection running back is that extra bit of coverage mm-hmm. all across the NFL. If you can look up the like, stats for that as well. Z- yeah, right, yeah, it doesn't come up on the stat sheet. But, 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 but if you were to kind of look in terms of how many times Zeke's been B or anything like that, like, you, you don't really see Zeke making any mistakes in terms of pass protecting, protecting that in terms of the passing game. So yeah, yeah. there's that. Um, but sorry, And the but, dirty yards. Oh yeah, like, how, yeah. How many times have you seen Zeke get wrapped up at the line, and you've gone, "Ah, oh, crap!" And all of a sudden he's falling forward, and it's a three-yard gain. <laughs> You're like, "How yeah. the hell did that happen?" I mean, I can understand Andrew's frustration, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that needs to be considered. I still Don't think. Zeke, I still, me well, personally, I think I think Zeke's had a great season. Like, yeah, not, a great, not not a great season, but a good season. It's yeah, still, yeah. Ab- still above average from the average running back. In the NFC East, uh, sorry, in the NFC, in the top ten um, uh, running backs, only Dalvin Cook is above Zeke. And he's yeah, and he's missed ha- missed what four games this year. Uh, and look look at the Vikings, the way they play their game. Yeah, and I would love to know. I would love to know that Zeke's yardage on plays that have been called back for holding is going to be the next thing. How many calls, and especially the most debilitating part to not just the Cowboys game, but to Zeke's stats, has been called back where Zeke has gone on a twenty-yard run and then he gets called back. Yeah, and and I, I I am no on fit and picking here, but it's. It's the main culprit, which is Connor Williams. It seems to be. <laughs> it always seems to be Connor Williams that does it to us every time we make a big, massive play. Either it's from passing or it's from a nice twenty-five yard run, and it gets called back. And then we're now rather than first, uh, first and ten, we're now sit a uh, third and twenty, and we're going to have to pass it. Then next yeah. thing you know, it's now fourth down. We now have to kick the ball back. You know? And you know, you start you start second and fifteen. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of all of that. Straight away you're in but one of the things that gets completely missed as well with Zeke is that he's six amongst running backs on first downs. If there's one thing I want my running back to do is get me first downs. Just get me first downs and keep the chains moving. Zeke's the sixth best player in the NFL are doing it. 
There you go. Problem it, solved. It, it, it may not look like the prettiest. It may not it, no, even, no, 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 no. It, it doesn't look like he's not getting the highlight reel runs mm-hmm. that we're so used to getting, but yeah. he is still producing and when you do really, what he like, needs to do. And and the thing is what we break down the film and we do analyze every bit. And it's a, a, when it comes to this, like like I'm not to forget. So I'm not trying to throw any more excuses towards Zeke. As that, no, 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 like Zeke has run a bit with Amnibris as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's not been fully one hundred percent all season. That's another thing. Our O line again. I can talk about them. My friend said they've not been making the crucial blocks. They've not been like sometimes you're supposed you're supposed to double team the A gap. It's not happening. They completely disregard it. Next thing you know, we've got a guy in the middle of the backfield, and it's basically either uh, no no gain or a loss of a yard mm. in that way. So it's 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 sheer blame all across the board within the offense why the run game's not working, and towards Kellen Moore as well. He should be identifying why yeah. it's not working he should be that's when we should be actually adapting but and one of the things and, and this is where it kind of goes back to what you're talking about like sir when we're playing the 49ers is like why are we not like play to our strip play to their weaknesses yeah so yeah speak. yeah yeah which uh, which is exactly what we try to do with the bucks because like people say what what you class as a rush attempt is the quarterback turning his back handing the running back the ball into his chest and the running back carrying it. But if the running back turns his back and the running back is a yard to his right and the running back and the quarterback sort of shovel passes or, you know, just sort of passes the ball out to the room, that's classed as a pass. Although he was only a yard over there and it's not a handoff, it's not a rush attempt. So that is how I feel it's going to go. It'll be that they're not going to be classing them as rush attempts. They're going to use the short passing game as an extension to the rushing game. And that yeah. is where I would try and beat the 49ers. Because bear in mind that, that what they're doing as well is they have an incredible, incredible sack rate when they try. So when against the pass, they have a sack rate of 8.1%. I know it doesn't sound odd, but honestly... In the NFL, that's a crazy number. So they put pressure on the quarterback when he's trying to pass, which reverts back and circles back to what you've already said, Paul, which is two things. Lyle Collins against Joey Bosa, which is where predominantly a this lot of the pressure is coming up. from. Yeah, Zeke is the guy who can help Lyle Collins in the backfield. Absolutely. Um, I st- method I still, in the madness of where we were going. I still think it, it boils down to Zeke's production dropping because he's having to do much, so much in pass protection. Yeah. Especially Agreed. from the interior, and that doesn't show in stats. But it's yeah. every bit as important. Yeah. I mean, we, you, you can name off all the running backs ahead of Zeke, but look at behind. And you can fight. say, yes, they're better. You can go, yeah, yeah okay. You, you Jonathan can, Taylor's you, you, better. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you could say that, but how many times has Jonathan Taylor actually protected Carson Wentz? How many times mm-hmm. has he made a close uh, like a block up? up? He doesn't need to I mean, with that O line. Yeah, he doesn't need to that O line. Like when you've got Quentin Nelson, you've got all these other guys. Who's, who's, Just like, crazy. That they, they, they are like they are probably the best O line in the NFL right now, and you're seeing that. Mm-hmm. Why? Easy. Like like 
like from and I'm not trying to diminish anyone's um thought process, but when you've got a doodle line, you can still put an average running back and still get over a thousand yards. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Like like for example, um who is the like remember a uh, back in Kansas City and uh, he's now mm-hmm. uh Cleveland. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the two the two way punch for Cleveland. You've got Chubb and you've got the other guy. Uh, um, uh, on the tip of my tongue. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Kareem. I had K. I had K. Right, 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 right. So remember when he was at Kansas City? Kansas City had the great O line. He this guy was like a fourth round, fifth round draft pick, mm-hmm. and yet he got over a thousand yards. And and it was insane with like so, uh, like like. Like so the Titans, they've made the investment for the O-line for them as well, and that's helped mm-hmm. Derek Henley. But when Derek Henley gets that open gap, yeah, there's no way you're going to catch him because he's in full stride because he's that yeah. more powerhouse type of running back. But And the reason why Paul has been more successful, you could have put that argument with Zeke, is because there's that different dynamic. Zeke's more of that powerhouse old-school running back is going to run right through you, whereas, uh, whereas Paul has... You like, can hear his collisions. Yeah, like he's mm. out there to hurt people as well. Yeah, like he's there, he's there to put a dent on linebackers regretting to make them tackle again, and that stops them from making more important decisions from going into the coverage next time. Fatigues like, them, if, exactly, and that's how Please. it works. So like you, 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 Jay, you're desperate to get something out. I can see. Yeah, come on, Jay, <laughs> Test yeah, with it, baby. Sorry, come on, Cod. Yeah. Come on, Cod Father. I, I was, just, I was just gonna say, and we touched on it Tuesday. Now, just, just yeah. Just bear with me here now. These are the <laughs> running backs that finished above Zeke. Mm-hmm. Right. Jonathan Taylor. The four, Had an the incredible four, season. Right. But you get this right. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, the, the focal point of the Colts offense. Got Paul Quarterback. Nick Chubb. Focal point of Cleveland's offense. Paul, Paul Quarterback. Joe Mixon. Right. Fair play. He's got. Joe Burrow, so that's fine. Najee Harris got Big Ben. Dalvin Cook got Kirk Cousins. He's the focal point of their offense. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, Washington haven't got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Two running backs that finished above Zeke and not essentially the focal point of their offense. Zeke is not the focal point of our offense. Zeke is essentially put, is essentially trying to get snaps from three wide receivers who could be wide receiver one on any other team in this in this league. So, I, I, yeah, Taylor probably at the minute is a better running back. But look at look at the, the run-heavy offences. We're not a run-heavy offence anymore. So that's why no. Z isn't getting as much as he used, he used to do. So, yeah, he, for me, he's still a top five running back in this league, is Zeke. He's not just a running back. He he's your offensive playmaker. Is what he is. And not just that. He's something you focus on. And you don't forget as well, guys. He can play the slot as well. Like he he can play a receiver. I'm seeing that over time. And he's actually been. I would say he's been more like like. Well, I wouldn't say effective that way, but. It, there's my only. Point there's is, only two, my, my point is, is he's now became more. Not so much one dimensional anymore, it's more become multi purpose, hmm. which is why he lost weight, yeah, yeah, for the receiving part. Uh, of the game. If, if, you, if you look at his stats since he came into the league rushing, there's only been two seasons that he hasn't rushed for over a thousand mm-hmm. yards, 
two and the two seasons he missed out weren't far off a thousand yards, and one of them <laughs> was the season that he got suspended for those six games. Yeah, for the six yeah. games. Yeah. So it's not as if he's falling off a cliff. He's still he's still it's not like he's a run like a premium running back where he's like it should be like he should be achieving over a thousand yards. X amount of touchdowns per season, but he's somehow he's only done like six hundred, for example. But every player does have like, like you can talk about like so. Yeah, he's getting paid really good money, but yeah, but who cares? It's not coming out of our pocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Why worry about the money? You've got. I'm not worried about it. If he's out there and he's still contributing and he's still protect like giving that protection from the pass protection side, but he's still causing damage impact yeah. to that front seven. It's like when you flip it to D-Law. Now, he got all that money. Yeah, you could, yeah here's yeah, a, that's yeah. a good scenario. But, but, what, but, what, but what does D-Law do? D- yeah, D-Law, you would expect and hope he gets sacked. But what does he do that you don't see on paper? How many, yeah. times, how many times does he get to the quarterback? How many times does he disrupt the, off, the, the, the opposition's offensive line? Exactly. Setting a strong edge. Exactly. Sets a strong edge. He blocks. Exactly, Jamie. He plays out the back. So it's not just the. He's not a one dimensional running back, is Zeke. He everything. Whenever it comes to people. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Mm. whenever people worry about players getting paid too much, I just like. My argument to it is that, look, there's an entire department in that team that is there to study the car contracts look at the money so why why are we worrying about it there's nothing it's theirs let them mm. worry about it let's just yeah. worry about our, our players producing on the field doing what their role is and what they're supposed to do if they are thumbs up ticking a box who cares about the rest i don't know if it's just us as because we're with the cowboys and all the media tension it always seems to hit on us it's like because we are not just America's team, we are the world's team. Keep using world's that. Team. Hey, I just remembered something as well. When you were talking about the world's team, remember when we got into an argument on TV with Maurice Jones-Drew about that? Oh, that's right. <laughs> he popped into my head earlier. Oh, yeah, he but, was but, not happy. Like, so... If, I can't even forget what I was going to say now, mate. You threw me off. Sorry. It popped into <laughs> um, my head and it made me chuckle. Uh, It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. (laughs) Well, look, there's there's an easy way, right, where you can get Tony Pollard and Zeke involved in this game without having to hand the ball off. With the short passing that we were talking about, one area that the 49ers are weak in is very simple. On those short dump-off passes, and the way I would do it is use the play action. Use the play action early, short passes off the edge, get Schultz involved as well, and here is my key matchup, and I'll ask you guys your key matchup on offense, and you guys too, uh, at home so we've already talked about Lyell and Bosa, that is going to be, I'm going to be watching and studying that for the first quarter more than anything, but my key matchup especially early in the game to get things going, we've got the short play action passes to get things rolling to begin with it's going to be Cedric Wilson from the slot Hmm. Yeah, because here's a question I got for you before I ask about the key matchups uh, for you guys. Do you feel? Because I've noticed it. I've noticed this pattern emerging when Cedric Wilson's playing from the slot, 
as opposed to Michael Gala playing on the outside. Do you find the offense clicks better? I'm not saying Cedric Wilson is a better wide receiver than Michael Gallup. I'm just saying in terms of how this team works and that when you put Cedric Wilson in the slot and the two other guys on the outside, uh, Lamb and, and Cooper on the outside, the offense seems to click better. I wouldn't say clip better. I'd say that it adds a more booster package. <laughs> like, you know, you've got your jet engines on going yeah, with yeah, yeah. all of them yeah. on. When you add Cedric Wilson, it adds that little bit of NOS, uh, NOS injection. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's mm. how I'm kind of seeing it. That's how I'm kind of seeing it. I'm not like, saying like, Wilson's like, a better wide receiver. Like, I think, like, like here's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, like, like take Cedric out, you've got the, the complete car package, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, besides the, the unmoving parts with the old line, obviously, right now. But mm-hmm. from a whole collective, okay. we've got a good, decent product, we've got a good, decent car. But we had Cedric Wilson, just adds to that little bit of boost mm-hmm. that's something different, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and he's so versatile. And DJ Dog, again, just, just came up with it. Yeah, he is a versatile yeah, wide receiver. I just something that I noticed that we we say like oh this offense is it's clunky it's stalling it's slow it seems to be and I'm not don't yeah. like for anybody who who thinks that I, I'm like dissing Michael Gall I'm completely not I love Michael Gallup I think he's Michael a great Gallup. and I hope he comes back and he recovers him. recovers well from his injury but what I'm saying is that it seems to be clunkier and slower when Michael Gallup's out there, although he will make big plays downfield and he's got that physical presence. But yeah. when Cedric Wilson is in the slot, things just to be seem to be more efficient. That's all I'm saying. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to see the personnel that's on the field. I, I'm not saying I don't disagree, but I just I wonder if, like you say, who's on the field at the time and, and is, it, is he getting more open because you've got Cooper and you've got CD Lamb on the outside. So they're trying to take them out take them out of the game. And then it's it's forcing you to to play either Zeke or Pollard out of the backfield and then, like you say, um Cedric Wilson out of the slot. So he's, he's giving you a little bit more. But I I, I don't disagree. I just like I said I, I, I know it's probably an hard thing to, to bring up but it's I'd like to see the personnel on the field just to see that probably what why that is. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to judge right. Gallup this year because he's missed so much. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, like if if you were it, to say to me a Cowboys receiver just made a spectacular catch on the on the sideline, you know, dragging the toes, uh, the ball ten foot in the air, toe tapping, I, I would yeah. say it was Michael Gallup that came down with it. He seems to be the spectacular catch guy for me, anyway. Yeah, it more he's more definitely the highlight highlight wheel. But but this is kind of like I, I know I'm kind of jumping back to the point. This is where it comes to like okay. like when you're having this whole argument with Zeke, you actually see you do see Zeke do a lot more stuff behind the scenes. But where it comes to Gal, when he gets the ball, he like he doesn't do like the more gritty plays, like the wee short yard gains or making any blocks for any other the wide receivers or anything. But but he will stand out just for that one play and one play only, and that's him had a fantastic game. And it's just more the perception of what you see. I think it's just more the perception of what you see in television rather than studying the whole mm. game, like from mm. every play from different angles. Which you might, I know you do that from nearly every game, and <laughs> and like and so and so, you know what I mean. But but if there's one thing I would love to see, and you asked the question regards to. What our offensive matchups? Key matchups are yeah, yeah on, so, on offense. So my key matchup is Dak Reed and Fred Warner. Yeah, 
Fred that, won. Yeah. That's like how's how's he gonna be moving about? How are we gonna anticipate the blitz? How is he gonna like who's he who's Warner more likely to side off to? Is it gonna be in Cooper like in terms of coverage and stuff like that? Is he gonna be like that guy is gonna be on Dalton Schultz? Like I think that's gonna be a really key battle to really think about. And I think this is where Dak really needs to start like think about the scenario of where like the position of Fred Warner is going to be, and that's where and that's within where we're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. For me, it, go on, great your key matchup. Mine has an implication attached to it, and I think you're, go you're going to get the implication straight away. Mine <laughs> is um, Zeke against ninety-one, Eric Armstead. Yeah, oh. Eric Armstead. Because another another beast in the middle. <laughs> because my guard and my left. Uh, my left guard and my centre have. I was, I was, I was going to say, Graham. I was like, Zeke is going to have. Zeke is going to have to tidy up after them. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was, gonna, I was, I was just about to say because I was like, "Why are you not talking about the O line?" But you made your point there because yeah. they've not been there. Yeah, it's like, and it doesn't. Go on, sorry, Paul. I, I didn't mean to. No, no, I, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm completely agreeing with uh, what mm. Graham's saying there because I thought you would have said. Connor Williams would have been the guy to talk about, or by or by Irish, but but because yeah, they they've just they've not been what we kind of hoped for in terms of the rest of the line, like and and give props to Terrence Steele. I think he's been one of the saving races within our old line when players have kind of mm. came down. He stepped mm. up to the plate and he's gave it. He's gave it all. If he's on the left or he's on the right, don't get me wrong. He still made some couple of mistakes, but from from the, from the year before, he's definitely been the most improved player. But going back to Graham's point, I completely agree. Yeah. What he's uh, what he's just and it here. doesn't matter which way round you do it. That you've got Eric Armstead and DJ Jones. Either one of them are going to get neutralized by Zach Martin. But the other one is just going to have a field day with Williams and Biadish. And depending on how you're, how you deploy Schultz and how you deploy Zeke in terms of pass protection, because these guys are going to come at you with pressure because mm-hmm. that's how they do it. And that's why, that's why it goes back to, again, that help your O-line and your quarterback and your running back by doing the short passing game with the play action and get things rolling. But what's your key matchup, Jay? Come to yours and we'll move to the defence because we're um, an hour already. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to name individual players, but... I'm, yeah, sure. It's more... Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on... I'm going to keep on that on uh, TV, on their cornerbacks mm-hmm. to see how they line up against the wide receivers and then how Kellen Moore... Adapts his pl- adapts his play calling t- to that. Like you say, then are we going to get a lot more of Cedric Wilson coming across the middle, um, or are they, they going to take that away? And we're going to we're going to have to see Dak sling it a little bit more, or they say, uh, or even then utilize play action for for the Titans. So yeah, it's for me that the how they how this cornerback secondary kind of line up. Mm. Yeah, because the safeties haven't played too bad. Mm. Uh, uh top. But over the other side, their, their other cornerback, uh, Ambry Thomas, he can be taken advantage of. And if he's against Cooper or Lamb, you're going to take that to the bank. Um, but the point the point was brought up when we had Big Game James on the show. Um, yeah. Our, our five best offensive linemen do not start. And it's yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and he's been preaching that since, day, since week one. 
Yeah. <laughs> it so, is weird. So just put, so we, just I put think, your I think five that... guys out there. I don't why. No, why is so difficult? It's by do, by doing it that admitting a mistake. I, is what it is. By changing it now, all it going, we got it wrong. Yeah, and yeah. then that makes them look bad. Um, but should we get to the defense, guys? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> the fun stuff. Alrighty, I mean, I think really the best news I had this week was hearing J. Ron Curse was back because that's fantastic news. Because against Kittle, you're going to need a tight end killer. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're talking about key matchups on offense. There's a key, one of the key matchups for me on defense. Right. So my so my key matchup is is plain simple. Is is more of a whole collective of our front seven pressure on Jimmy G. Because when Jimmy G's under pressure, that's when it's like that's that's pretty much when it's happy days for like a uh, Diggs and our our secondary. <laughs> that 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 yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. that's the more general way of me thinking about it. It's like if we can put get our front seven, force that O line to step back, make Jimmy G like oh, go, oh and Jimmy around. G's injured. Is he? Yeah, he's got a chip bone in his thumb. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not. So he's not playing, or is he playing? He he's playing, but he's playing with a chip bone in his thumb. And and, he, and we've got our front four. Oh, mm. oh he's oh, he, he, and 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 to oh. top it off, we, we've how much pressure that our front four generally get on the quarterback. And yeah, to mix it with how much of an interception machine Jimmy G is. <laughs> Diggs. Oh yes! Oh, well, he's going to have a field day this weekend. Yeah, and, and, um, and, and just my to bring... matchup. My yeah. matchup is Samuel against Diggs. Yeah, and uh, that is one of mine. And, and funnily enough, I put because don't forget, Debo will play from the backfield too. He's really versatile in that way. From the backfield, um, out wide, it doesn't matter. He's kind of a little bit like what the Cowboys had. Many years ago, with Dwayne Harris, if you remember oh, uh, that yeah. opening, yeah, yeah, yeah playing in that he, sort he, of he, role, jet yeah. sweeps and all the rest of it. So I've got yeah, Debo versus Diggs slash Micah Parsons, depending how they deploy him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that's a. I think Parsons will have the big role regards to that. Regards to that as well. Mm. I agree. Well, um, but one of the seen... things. Go on. I was going to say if like we don't even necessarily know if Jimmy like here's the thing about Jimmy G like they might bring Trey Lance in at some we don't know what's going to happen because if our front seven if our front seven are going to have the ball like like going to be on the ball and put the pressure on they may have to revert and put Trey Lance in but that just means That's, to say like but like, look, think about what you're saying there you're going to play a quarterback who can't throw the ball in his rookie year mm-hmm. in the playoffs when he's played hardly any games in the regular season. I know, I know. and That's why they're and, going Jimmy G. Kind of Jimmy G with, a, with, with a, a chip bone in his thumb is a better option than the rookie Trey Lance. And this is where it kind of goes back to what Dre's point is. I'm actually more optimistic about this matchup than I am having a rematch against the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Um, Chris is coming in, mind you, with Leighton Van Der Esch, LVE, being, uh, being a key matchup. I like that. I like that. I like that, Chris. Sneaky, I like that take. A sneaky under-the-radar under take. Because oh. cause, Leighton's definitely st- like, he, he's still been... Lately? Like, 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 lately, he's been, like, he's made some plays, like, but he's still, it's not been like the one that's made the big, <sighs> massive plays or anything like that. But, it's but not been, been a first-round pick. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't no. I, I, like he's doing the work in the history of his four years. Take away the name, draft pick, whatever. But from what he's doing on the field, I'm talking about. Yeah. Like from from what Leighton's doing, he's he's been he's now in that consistent he's basis. Doing the he's, mm. he's he's doing his role. Mm. We're not we're, we're not hearing any negative feedback from Leighton, and that's always mm-hmm. the good part. Like we're yeah, talking. Yeah. There's more positives than negatives right now, and that's it. Even though maybe, oh, did you see that play? What LVE did? We're not hearing mm-hmm. that, but it's it's like, how did Leighton do? Yeah, he actually had a good game. It's yeah, like, he did. It's, it's, like, it's it's more in a general way that he is like he's found his role, but mm. it's not he's not killing himself to make plays anymore. You know, be, be, isn't it? Be, be, Sorry, Gio, on you go. No, go on, Gio. Isn't it funny how the third quarterback off the board can't move the ball through the air? <laughs> I, I just think that's a bit strange. I start, I, they I basically, start. what they did is they, they got their quarterback, who is a, a carbon copy of the quarterback they got rid of, Colin Kaepernick. He's exactly and brought same. in a polar opposite to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. Would, when there's well, a statue in the pocket. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Colin Kaepernick per se. I would say a more yeah. on ability version of Cam Newton. No, because Cam Newton can throw the ball deep. No, but that's what I'm saying. He's got he's I, got a I, deep I, no, ball. That's arm. what I'm saying. Like with the size and the stature of him, and he can. In run terms of the, okay, he can run with the ball as a runner. Oh ball. yeah, he can, he yeah, can. yeah. But, but what I'm trying to say is, as an, an ability version of Cam Newton, that means mm. Trey cannot throw the ball. That's what that's my point. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What were you gonna say, Jay? I was going to say it'd be interesting the matchup on Trent Williams this weekend. I think Trent Williams, by the way, I, there's another one. He's uh, not practiced this week because of an elbow injury that he was nursing from week 18. This is a good point as well. It's like not just from Chris and also from Joe. Like we still need to give the respect of what the 49ers. They're a playoff team. Yeah, they are in a playoff team. They have mm-hmm. worked the bar off, and despite that, Jimmy G has, like, according to some reports, that he has had a broken thumb. He still managed to perform and actually did the business in SoFi Stadium last week. So, well, here you go. But we, we just on, need Greg. to make sure. Oh, sorry, uh, I had a look at the schedule, and by week nine, you'd have thought the sky was falling. I think they were they had a losing record by week nine. They'd lost four yeah, or yeah. five games. But they really have turned it around. They've only lost two games since week mm. nine, so it's, it's the, they're, it's they're like, finding ways to win, basically. <laughs> and last week's Jacksonville game just proves that you cannot go into any game. <laughs> yeah, and turned over, and you get embarrassed. If, if that's yeah. the case, and then if the 49ers head coach has still got a job, I'm still shocked, like, even though they made the playoffs. But if, if, the, if the Dolphins made the playoffs, you wouldn't yeah. be seeing the whole and, set, and, scenario and, with Brian Flores. Like you're saying, if, if, you look at, if you look at their schedule, what would it, did they, what it, 10 and 7 they finished, and they still finished third in their division? Mm. Who, who, yeah. Is, is this the Colts you're talking about? Mm. That's um, nuts. That's nuts. 
Yeah, the so, Oh, here's a good take. I've got a good take here from DJ Dog here. Trent Williams versus the Cowboys in general. An mm-hmm. NFC East old four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has played really, really well. He's played yeah. incredible. The, the guy is a monster, but he's still he is... one of the best tackles in the league. Easy, <laughs> easily, easy. He, he is, he is the best, and yeah. that's hard to say as a Cowboys when you've got Tyron Smith. But that's something we'll talk about in the off season during our draft I've, edition. Yeah, and I've got a question for the three of you. Um, yeah, say say the Forty ers do bring in some packages for Trey Lance. Does that yeah. change Micah Parsons' game? Oh, yeah, definitely. He becomes yeah. a quarterback spy. spy. Yeah, spy, he's a QB yeah. spy. He's a QB spy. Yeah, Which just... is basically what they've done. Bear in mind, they've done that against the Eagles, the Saints. <laughs> um, I mean, who else have they played who are just like pure running quarterbacks? So they've had plenty of practice this season Cardinals. against that type think, of quarterback. I think, I think Dead Allen said all week, can I? If you look at his tweets and stuff. That it would you probably like this is the game where you would like to see um like a Parsons play more of that drop back kind of linebacker role rather than trying to rush the passer. And I want him to I want him to I want Micah Parsons in this game. He's one of two things. He's there to to if Debo's in the backfield, because you've got to stop Debo. The other thing is I want him in run defense, clogging a hole. Yeah. A lot of people say the 49ers running game and it, it it years past they definitely were the shanahan system of the uh, of how he deploys his running backs and um how he uses his o-line to create mm. this dance to create holes is very clever but what i am gonna say which is a bit crazy and i can prove it to you that that, <laughs> that this year they are their running game is at best average and people they've had, go, a lot, crazy. they've had a lot of injuries at running back. Like I, I, I and I Elijah Mitchell's injured. I had the 49ers running back a lot in fantasy this year, and I didn't Elijah. know who was starting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. They've had a lot of injuries. But saying is, and it, it might be the best option to keep back here, like you say, than rather than try to roof, get him get him through the line just for the fact that he's he's so intelligent. Yeah, what it is, let him him sit in the back, let let him watch the play develop, and and let him get to the ball carrier. See this comment below from DJ Dodd. That is a great point because the reason I'm saying that is like it is the playoffs. You are basically throwing the kitchen sink because you want it. It's like those hidden plays you never used. Yeah, like like, you lose the game. That's it. That's it. Football's done. Football's done. You go home. It's like you go home. That's it. Yeah. So. Done. And and what and and if everyone knows, like when you're in playoff football, you want to go out and absolutely annihilate your opposing mm-hmm. team, regardless. Well, the good like, the good news is, is we have faced teams like the 49ers in terms of the running game this season, namely the Eagles, who are the number one rushing uh, team. That they, they they have the most rush yards as a team than any other team in the NFL. And we faced them twice and beat them. Uh, Patriots, Bucks, all the same. Yeah, we managed to do it. But the San, San Francisco 49ers running game is really inefficient. But what they do do is they never stop. They, If they're only getting one yard per, per rush, they'll still keep doing it. And the yeah. 49ers have 
20 they have on average 29 rush attempts per game that's the fourth highest in the league they never deviate from the running game and what that is about is um it's about trying to bring the defenses in they're not they're not getting many yards they might get to the game line they might gain a yard but not get much and this is going back to the comment we seen earlier about jimmy g making throws with a broken thumb what they're doing there is they're doing exactly what they've done all season they never deviate from the run and they keep pounding and keep pounding 29 rush attempts per game <laughs> it's a lot right you think like that, that they're never deviating from it no. So what that does is the defences come in, they draw you in because they're like they're not changing their the game plan. They're just running. They'll do that and then they'll hit you with a deep ball. And that's how they beat players. And you've seen it last week with the Rams. They brought them in, brought them in with a run. Then all of a sudden, Debo Samuel's running a deep ball on a crossing route into the end zone. Yep. And because it's running back by committee, their guy's always fresh. They ch- as they well. keep rotating. If, if there's one thing I will say, is I think from a scouting perspective, especially for Dan Quinn, that mm. game against the Rams has actually helped us significantly because we are now going to, that was in desperation mode from the 49ers. That's pretty much what we're going to expect to see from the 49ers offense going to this mm. game. So if anything, they may already kind of showed some hands of the card. Or look, I don't know what the terminology is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, between, yeah. They, yeah, like they may have kind of shown too much mm-hmm. we can study on to make these reads in preparation for this game from as the defense. Yeah. So, if anything, I find this could be a massive advantage for us going forward because yeah. And the good news is, is you've got two defensive ends who are really good against the run, especially Tank. Tank against the run is going to be ideal here. So what you want to do is you just don't want to fall again. We mentioned it in the offense, uh, on the offensive side is playing to their hands. We don't mm-hmm. want to play into their hands and start committing our safeties into the box to try and defend the run. You do that, the game's over. You've fallen into the 49ers' hands. And, and, and because they'll... Was, sorry, mate, this kind of goes back to what well, I originally said, is pressure. We need to apply yeah, the yeah, pr- it, put pressure on the likes of Jimmy G. Yeah, because if you keep doing it, and we're talking about Trent Williams, Randy Gregory versus him is an ex- it's one of the biggest matchups of the game. On offense and defense, what happens with Randy Gregory over there, and especially in terms of the contract he could get in the offseason, if Randy Gregory has a good game year against Trent Williams, he's just doubled his money. I'm telling yeah. you. But yeah. here's the crazy thing yeah. is that you can stop them is by not committing to the run. Just like keep Parsons, keep your front four in there, get Parsons to, to punch into the holes because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. Uh, he has. Are you ready for this? He's got, um, where are we? Uh, second best in yards per attempt. Right at 8.6 yards per attempt. But that goes back to prove my point about it's run, 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 deep pass. Right? So he's not making a lot of passes. But here we go. Um, So he's second best in yards per attempt. He's the seventh lowest in 
average depth per target. So his A dot is the seventh worst. And he has the second highest turnover worthy play rate. So it's going one of two ways. Because he, he's trying to get the ball out on these passes after they keep pummeling. It's either going for a touchdown or it's coming back the other way. Yeah, there's no like short yardage prim what what but yeah, you well yeah, I know what you mean though. Is it yeah, it's pretty much going all for broke nearly every play. Yeah, when he goes to pass. And you see that oh. and you've seen it in the Rams. You, you it's a perfect example. So I'm putting I'm putting Micah Parsons on the defensive line to stop the run game. Um try and stop them from moving on the ground. You do that. You keep the ball in Garoppolo's hands, and you do that, you play into their massive weakness, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. Keep the ball in his hands, keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the pocket, which is where he stays anyway, get him throwing. Because hmm. once you do it, bear in mind, you've got the leading interception uh, defensive back on the field with 11 interceptions. It's coming back the other way. And there's my piece. <sighs> right. <laughs> I've got I've, Go, I've Greg. Got... Pop quiz question or pub quiz question, whichever you prefer to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go for it. For you three guys and the, 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 the listeners at home, what happened on February 9th, 2018? February 9th. So it was a yeah, I know. Game. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. I know where you're going, the Super Bowl with the 49ers, and Jimmy Garoppolo is a 49er. It is a Super Bowl quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo became the highest paid player in the NFL and we've just ripped him to shreds. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. He once was. And, uh, that, and there's an argument where people say, like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, was a, is a Super Bowl quarterback. Bear in mind, he was playing on a team that had maybe the best defence in the league at that time. Yeah, yes, that's it. Just, just, just to flick the line, Jimmy Garoppolo was a Super Bowl quarterback. So was Trent Dilfer. Yeah, <laughs> Nick so is, Foles is so, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So is Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is and Jared Goff. Yeah, there we Jared go. Goff. Jared Goff, perfect example, Austin. And welcome back, dude. I've not seen you for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. So Eli I mean, was a, Eli Manning was a Super Bowl quarterback and got two rings because of the defense. Mm, yeah, true. exactly, true. exactly that. Um, like, if, if you if you really want to talk about quarterbacks, I've really earned to be a Super Bowl contender or champion. You're talking about the Peyton man and you're talking about that you could, yeah, Brady, but Brett Favre. Like, Starbuck, Aikman. Yeah. You're talking about those pure quarterbacks that actually controlled their offense and made impacts within their offense, even yeah. in the, both in the running part, uh, running exchanges. Uh, rushing your exchanges and in the passing game, but when you really like when you break it down, it's like if it's like Cam Newton, nah, no, really. Like, he's if, if, if anything, what Cam's going to be doing, he's just going to like quarterback run it or something like that. He's you know, it's not that same type of caliber of player to these other guys that have been in the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, but the thing is, it's like using this title as a Super Bowl yeah. quarterback doesn't really hold any value that's right yeah. from dj dog yeah i mean no I, I, he, he um he played once no he yeah he, he was signed from the patriots he was the patriots backup quarterback and was immediately signed to the massive traded. contract i thought he was just traded then he was given the extension of the new contract 
Yes, no, yes, you're right. You're right. Chris, Chris, they had to trade them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you you are correct. You are correct. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah. I wind myself back. I wind myself back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, like they've they've taken Trey Lance for. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be cautious here because we have had our fingers burnt this season and be over right, yeah, many times, right. many I, I, times. I, I, and but Andy the, makes a good point about Peyton Man in there. He is right with the yeah. defense. So, uh, but in general, I'm just mean in general, hypothetically speaking, though, like like. From the whole quarterback conversation, like having that quarterback Super Bowl quarterback title just really doesn't really hold any value unless you're actually like if you're like the hey, Aaron put it Rogers this way, starts type of stuff, you know. Georgia literally last this week have proven you don't need a quarterback to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> they won the quarterback with a walk on called Stetson Bennett. Doesn't that know yeah, the same with the Seahawks? Seahawks pretty much decimated the Super Bowl journey by the Legion of Boom, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Gray. They've taken they've taken Trey Lance for a reason. I mean, I know, I know, we've, I know, we've, we've had our fingers burnt on this show before being overcautious, but you're not taking a quarterback third overall and reaching for him if you're happy with who you've got. True. So it's, it's an admission by themselves that they're not happy at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, and it, going back as well to my final key matchup on defense that I'm watching is Kittle versus Curse, because Kittle will absolutely and like you know we talked before yeah. about the the last three teams that have gone to the quarterback with the Bucks, the 49ers. Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs, and you name the 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 starting tight ends of those three teams. You go, oh yeah, they're the top three tight ends in the league. It's mm. it's no surprise. The tight end position is it is the the wild card. Very very appropriate. The wild card position in the NFL. It's the mismatch. You get a good tight end, you're done. Another stat for you, Mike. Though, go um, for it, baby. George Kittle has 30 yards or less in his last three games. Yes, he has been down. And but he hasn't been in practice this week. They've kept him on vet days. He's had 90-plus yards the three games before that. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he will tear you up. You, you don't know what you're getting. Please don't. He'll tear you up. You know what's going to happen. Now you've yeah. said it. <laughs> can, can I add one more? I never, never lay him. I never ever live. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna go on, more. Paul. Yes. I need I need to have a hot take for my boy Neville Gallimore against the yeah. uh, interior, interior lineman. I need to I had to I need to like I like him I need Watkins. to find that I need to find him that Neville Gallimore clip clip from you. Need oh, to get the, that back. Uh, speak to Stashman, he'll have it. Oh, Stashman. I've got it somewhere. I've got it on my computer here somewhere. Yeah, I need to put it on you. So every time you name name Gallimore, I'm just gonna go. Ah, dancer. Jeff, I, I yeah, yeah. The real, real <laughs> video clip of me celebrating and screaming my head off at fear talking uh, because we drafted Neville Gallimore. For, for, for those outside what? the UK, there's a, a TV show in the UK called The Inbetweeners. And whenever, oh, yeah. whenever one of the characters brings up his girlfriend, the other three go. Yeah, yeah. Another Gallimore update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the other, or the other one, friends. 
listen, if he if he lights it up, I'll bow down. Absolutely. <laughs> Neville Gallimore, when he's been on the field, he's done exactly and again, another guy where and bear in mind he's only in his second year. And he's playing defensive line. And I said it time and time again. Give it three years for defensive linemen. You need to give them time. They need to put weight on. They need to get their technique down. This is what I'm saying. And even still, with him coming back from a big, massive injury, now he's needing to wear the arm brace as well. He's still Mm. making that massive impact. He's doing what he needs to do. Yeah, but I'm really interested to see how, especially with the interior 49ers O-line, like... We know that their uh, tackles are probably the best. Like they're pretty much in the same situation. I would say, I don't know if it's fair to say, but I would say the 49ers old line is pretty much on par with what was happening with us. Our interiors are the weakest point. Yeah, they're slightly like the opposite. You know, like the left hand side of our line is yeah, the it's more on the right hand side. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more the, the middle right. Yeah. So yeah. they're centre and right guard. Yeah. I mean, I would say that Gallimore's a better player for us than Tristan Hill's ever been. It's Certainly true. And, you know, like, and so far, Hill was a, a second-round pick, yeah. and we've yet to see the bet. I mean, that's why they've effectively bought Gallimore in, really, isn't it? Like, that he's that they haven't and, got and with, the, with the guy they've taken before. So, don't forget, Big Osa did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Osa, who's going to have a role as well. He's um, going to be the him, Gallimore, and. Uh, whoever else we do bring in, but, but I don't think they're going to bring in Quinton Bahana. I, I don't see this being the game for him. Yeah, yeah. I think he will definitely be more of a rotation going forward. I think. Mm, yeah, yeah, but, possibly. Um, but yeah, and the only other thing I put on you, which is a bit funny, is that I was thinking like, what if the Cowboys do play? into the Cowboys' hands. Uh, the Cowboys play into the 49ers' hands and they start getting suckered in by the run game because they, they are going to keep trying to pound on the ground. Is I'm thinking, at that point, I'm taking Kazee off and I'm going to put Malik Hooker to play that centre-field position to protect mm-hmm. him. That's the only other thing I can think that I would do. I don't know what you guys think of it because Hooker's been all right. He's, he's starting to come along quite nicely. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't really comment too much because I'm not really much of a secondary guy. I don't like, you know, me, but yeah, but, yeah, yeah down mean, the middle, down the middle. No, oh, I mean, if, go if on, you want... carry on, Paul. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no I was for them, you just seem to stop in your tracks then. <laughs> no, like tumbleweed going across the, across the screen. I mean, it's. I just think. I think back to the length of, the length of the deals that our guys have in the secondary. Now's the time to make your money. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to, like, take, take Hooker for instance. If you know, he he obviously waited on, waiting, waiting, waiting on money, and nothing ever came. So he, he finds the same with us. But if he comes in and plays well in January, then um, he's certainly going to have more suitors to sign him up than he did this point last season because it was. Almost at training camp when I think we picked mm. him up. He was yeah. certainly waiting yeah. on a, a, yeah, length, yeah. a length and amount of contract. and It never arrived on the table, so he's, he's taken a deal. And um, I think, in a... fact, when they took Hooker, um, uh, what's it called was being aired? Um, Hard Knocks. Yeah. We, I, we were watching like the first episode of Hard Knocks, 
And I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh lordy, they got Malik Hooker. <laughs> yeah, you know, come yeah. up on on there. That's how deep yeah. into it we were. Mm-hmm. But here we go, then, guys. Right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Let's get your score predictions. Everyone at home, give us your score predictions too. Yep, get um, in the comments, folks. Yes. So I'm going to kick things off for us while you guys get um, the wheels turning on that one. I think that if the Cowboys come out and come out strong early, so if they're winning by, say, 10 points by halftime, they got it wrapped up. They got it. They have. They got it down. They need to have an early start. When they come out early, they win. So I'm going to say the final score is going to be 30, 31-21. That's my score prediction. So let's go to you then, Paul. What is the uh, going to be the final score for you? Yeah, so let me just recap. It. Well, before I get my score, my score prediction, I'll go for the comments so far. So Christopher's Hit went me with 24-22 Cowboys from Christopher, our new first-time viewer. Um, mm-hmm. Andy's went with 26-24 and Big Wheels went with 34-27 so for my score prediction I am going 35-24 Cowboys okay I like it I like it and on a note a Big Wheel as well I just want to say uh, thank you very much for sending me that photo yesterday sent me a photo of him drinking whiskey with a cigar in the sun <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miss you, big but, miss you, mate. Yeah, we, we do miss him. I was well jealous. And I was sitting there. My feet were freezing cold from being out in the cold and the rain. And he sends me that. I, did, I was just like, damn it. Uh, but go on then, Gray. Go. Go on then, Gray. You hit me with your score prediction. See, when I, when I think of the 14 hours, I think it's going to be a low scoring because it's run heavy. Yeah, oh, it's got it ready. Like the victory cigar for Sunday night, yeah. is it? No, um, <laughs> we did talk about this. The fat lady, yeah. the fat lady. Oh, he said the S word, <laughs> right? Okay, stop procrastinating. Can you tell him? Try to put this off. Yeah, no, that's fine. You go for it. You hit me, you hit me with it. You are a top pro- procrastinator, by the way. I just like to give value for money. That's fine. Um, we love it, go... mate. We love it. Right, yeah. Go... Get what you pay for. Tell you what, it's, it's tighter than a seal's backside. That's right. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go twenty-four. Uh, twenty-four, twenty cowboys. Ooh, yeah. we had a couple of people who've been close to that. Um, yeah. but mm-hmm. Valenti actually went with 2017. Um, but you're kind of more or less in the same ballpark as Christopher, uh, and same with well, Andy, like Steve. Well, Andy's mm-hmm. a little bit more higher than that, but we're it seems it's very similar that we're all kind of like quite a lot of like playoff jitters, yeah, yeah. But the biggest one, obviously, is Joe's, is wow. A, Forty-five twenty. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love and, it. Positive oh, mental attitude. There we go, my man. There we go. I tell you what we'll do is we're actually all together for the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, me and Jamie will pick some cigars up. We'll get one for old well, Brazies there, and we'll all have a fat lady. Well, this fat lady came freshly made from New Orleans. That was my yeah, wee gift, that my wee gift to myself when I was there for the Saints game. 
Very nice. But we are waiting for the Codfather's uh, final uh, score prediction. So if you want to hit us with it, Jay, what have you got? 27-17 to the Cowboys. I like it. Yes. Yeah, I can see. I can see how you can go down that road. I like it. It's gonna. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close for three quarters, I think, and then I just think yeah. that. And you've got to take the home field advantage into account too. Yeah. White out. The white out. You know, home field advantage. White out as well. Uh, they're going down the Penn State road, so I I do like that. Everybody and that works for them. The same. Tag, mm. Get tagged in on Instagram, Twitter. And the Facebook page, we want to see everybody selfie style with the white jerseys, yep. white t-shirts, white hats. Get them on. So Get on them that in. on that note, actually, we have a virtual tailgate as well on Sunday yes. for the people in the group. So join us on there. And the rules are white out, white out and beer. Yeah, white out jerseys. Yeah, white out and white drinks. <sighs> Milk. Milk, <laughs> milk of milk of magnesia. Um, what else? I can think of a few white things. Paul's drunk. A vodka and milk. Can can the name a white Russian? A white Russian. Can uh, uh, peanut peanut colada? There you go. Yeah, pina colada, pina margaritas, colada. margaritas. Of course you can trust. Just come and join in. We will have a, li a link available, and you just come and join in, and everybody will be in there yeah. talking over each other. If, 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 no, if no one's in, just go onto Facebook. Oh, search, here we go. Graham will get Dallas a good laugh Cowboys. at this one. Graham will get a good laugh. I'll get myself some white lightning. Like oh, God, oh. a lie. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. There's only one... If you're not in the in the group, just go on Facebook and search UK Dallas Cowboys fans. The link will, go into, will be posted into there just for the fact that we, that we can then make sure that it's only Cowboys fans that are in yeah. the that are in the group. <laughs> well, You're talking for people from experience. We're going to have to get the sensor button ready for Paul. <laughs> if he's on white, run, yeah, if he's so on white lightning. For anyone that doesn't know what white <laughs> lightning is, it's, it's a howling. really, really nasty two-litre bottle cheap. of cheap, cheap cider. Cheap, and it, cheap. It In a blue bottle. Like and it will rot your teeth. It would actually shatter your teeth because it's that. only teenagers drink it. Yeah, in park in parks. Yeah, so <laughs> so so when when I mention that, I can just see Graham's face pure going. Oh no! Oh, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> just stick to the mad. Just stick to oh, the mad dog. Like some bad memories, my friend. Just stick to the mad dog. Just stick to mad dog. Just to take it away slightly from the Cowboys, just because we talked about it a minute ago, and it's just because Tom Palacero's just tweeted the Texans owe Dave Cullen yeah. seventeen million over the, over the next three years. So they roughly, so he, he got roughly twenty two million for last season. That's just insane money, isn't it? That's also why give him a year. That's why coaches want head coaching jobs because they know they're going to be out the door sooner or later with a massive back back pocket. Mm. <laughs> it's big also, bucks. It's big also, bucks getting to a head coach role. Also, should we a definite update regards to the actual Super Bowl night? Yes. Yeah, it is still on. Do you want to hear Paul? Go on. I'll yeah. let you have the honours, bro. Yeah. So, uh, as you may know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our UK Dallas Cowboys fans party, Super Bowl party is going to be up in Glasgow this year at 
walkabout uh, near Union Street. Um, so, um, uh, so be sure to keep in contact with us through our social media. We will post more details regarding about it. Uh, as far as we know, due to the government guidelines, it is still going ahead, which is great. And uh, and the way how things are going right now, it's it's it is looking very promising. So, um, but we will uh, we will get in touch with Walkabout just to get final confirmation over that over the weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, and then then we can start planning ahead. Like, so getting a hotel. So, guys, if you're planning, coming make up, sure you do it. Yeah, make sure you do it because you don't want to miss it. We've got an yeah. allocation up to 30, uh, 30, is it 30, 40 people yeah, 30, uh, within yeah, our group. Yeah. So uh, be sure. I think there's more than that going. Yeah, I think there's going to be more than that going. So be sure to come along. It's not going to cost you anything in terms of entry. We'll make sure that you get in, whatever that. Make sure you're wearing cowboys, obviously. And yeah, and uh, and drinks prices are a fairly decent price so yeah, yeah yeah and we'll all be there and it's a chance to get together um but as i say make sure you get your travel plan sorted and your accommodation because it's going to fill up quick um yeah. once things get going and then finally i'm just going to give a big shout out to our sponsor which is cowboys experience big plans coming up for uk cowboys with cowboys experience so keep your ear to the ground and we'll keep you updated uh, but you are going to go to a game uh, if you are going to go to a game next year make sure you book it through cowboys experience they got game day packages tailgate parties stadium tours hotels a lot and package deals you do not want to miss just make sure guys you tell me uk cowboys sent you because what happens guys you get free stuff, get free stuff. And, and, and just to add on top of that we actually had quite a few people inquiring about for this 40, 49ers game so yes they, and yeah so they have been in contact with barry and michael from cowboys experience and they are mm-hmm. going to take, take care of those guys as far as we're as far as we're, we know so guys be sure to take uh, full advantage of it get in contact with them if you're planning to go into the game they are more than happy to help you and have your ultimate experience catered for and you just, all you got to say, UK Cowboys. It's as easy as that. They know that you've been talking to us. Um, but for this week, guys, that is the end of that. We are now officially winding up for playoffs, for the playoff game. It's all going to happen. Um, we will see whoever joins us for the tailgate party. We'll see you there um, and get all excited and hyped up. But have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. And of course, these guys are going to finish it all off. So we'll see you again. That's a good Steve. night from me. Uh, That's a good night Steve. from him. See you all at the virtual tailgate on Sunday. And let's go, Cowboys. Wait, Cowboys. Out. Light out. <laughs>